Hey mate, how's it going? You well? Yeah, good. Thanks. I'm well. I'm well, Tom. How are you? <laughs> not too bad. Not too bad. It's uh, it's nice weather today. It's been a bit strange down here actually, and uh, I can see there's a, a few clouds still lingering around. Uh, yeah, it seems but like it seems like it's been decent weather since this whole outbreak started. Look, thanks very much for, for taking time to speak to me today. Uh, I know you're a, a busy man, and uh, it's always great to speak to to people that are in in the professional game. So I just thought it'd be a good chance for us to have a catch up, see what's going on. Uh, but most importantly, um, first things first, Joel, uh, tell us a bit about yourself. Yeah, brilliant. Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm currently the lead sports scientist at Millwall Football Club. Um, I've been there for six months now since the start or the back end of pre-season uh, last year. Um, prior to that, um, well, I guess sort of looking a bit further back, I, um, I played football uh, quite extensively as a, as a youngster, um, just sort of came up through the uh, the Australian ranks in sort of youth development football and stuff like that. Um, didn't work out the way that I would like to, or I wanted it to. Um, would like to sit here now being a professional footballer, but it didn't work out that way. So the next best thing for me was to, uh, to work in the game itself. Um, went to university. Um, off the back of sort of the, the latter end of um, sort of working, you know, playing prof- like semi-professionally, I guess you could say, um, and really just wanted to, um, to, I guess, be more informed about different styles of training, different, I mean, I, I spent a lot of my youth getting injured and things like that, so I just wanted to uh, kind of address it for, for, I guess, my own perspective really at the start, and then it kind of grew from there. Um, spent a lot of time during my university days interning. God, I went everywhere um back home in australia to uh i'd spent hours and upon hours traveling out to to what is the western suburbs back home um which is yeah sort of right out right, right out in the uh, right in the west there and <laughs> would uh hold cameras for three four hours of a morning for kayak and ro- and australian canoeing athletes that's sort of how i first got my start i really kind of found out straight away from that that I wasn't meant to be behind the lens of a camera. Um, I was very much sort of wanting to get involved and physically sort of involved in everything. So um, quickly kind of transitioned into more of a, a coaching or I, I kind of grew an interest for the for the coaching style and more sort of hands-on style thing instead of the more so like the, the analysis. Um, yeah. From there, I uh, worked my way through different sports, rugby union, working female, netball as well. Um, some uh, some opportunities in football at an academy level back home uh, professionally, and then um, then made a big decision to or basically got a big opportunity to go to uh, India, and I spent two years working with the uh, Indian football team, um, which was an amazing experience. Um, very out of left field, I must say. I was got the I got a message coming back from a from basically like a, a pre-season lads trip sort of thing back home when I was playing back home and I just got like sort of one of those 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 moments where you, your life's kind of you just kind of know something's going to change because it was like would you be interested in an opportunity you know working abroad I, I just jumped at the opportunity and um yeah spent a couple of years there and amazing experience um basically yeah experiencing a different culture um working in in professional sport at, at an international level as well traveling around Asia and got to be involved in a uh, in an Asian cup which is obviously for that region of the world is a, is a big deal um, and particularly you know representing a country of 
so I think it's like 1.4 billion or something like that. It was just amazing kind of thing when you, at times when you kind of gravitate the situation as to how much it means and particularly for people around that part of the world. And uh, that's um, at the end of that opportunity, I, um, I jumped over to, uh, to England or to London um, and um, yeah, didn't have a job at first. I, I, I knew that from when I was a kid, I spent hours upon hours waking up at all hours, you know, early hours of the night watching Premier League games, watching championship games, just constant, just in, incorporated my whole life as a, as, a, as a young kid. And I always wanted to work in the English game and um, came over here thinking that you know, I have enough sort of experience and, and the, definitely the, the drive and the passion to do so and took a little bit of time but managed to get myself an opportunity and never kind of look back after that. So um, here I am and, um, yeah, really enjoying, well, was enjoying um, yeah, a relatively yeah. successful championship season, and um, yeah, hopefully we can get back sooner rather than later. But we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, we're in, we're in a bit of a tough time right now. Uh, I think a lot of people are experiencing this. Uh, uh, well, it's not not only at uh, a generic level, but also at, at the highest sports level. And I think that's leading onto uh, an area that that is being talked about quite a bit right now. Uh, what, what are the pros doing uh, to actually? maintaining those uh those high performance levels uh i know we obviously we can't delve into too much information but if you could give us just a little bit of a uh, a brief rundown how, how does a how does a normal week look like for you now um versus two three weeks ago uh when it all when it all started yeah well i think i def- definitely the massive difference for me is the face-to-face stuff. So at any given day at a training ground, you're having at least 40, 50 to 60 different conversations in a day working with people. You're not from the moment that you really get into the chain, the training ground, you're not really stopping those interactions, those conversations, whether it be coaching, whether it be general conversations, meetings, etc. cetera. Um, so the main difference for me was at the start was, was, was that purely just the, the uh, the actual interaction between yourself and and coaches players etc. Um, at the moment we've um, we basically our players are training in isolated conditions as as we know from the from the government guidelines we've been using those guidelines throughout the uh, throughout the course of of what we've implemented. Um, we were quite lucky that uh, we kind of got ahead of the curve in regards to uh, things like. When we when we were putting together some some programs for them to do or the players to do it in in isolation, um, that was that was quite early in in the uh, I guess in in the events that unfolded, um, and yeah, we we sort of preempted that this may be a situation where it'd be a longer term uh, isolated training block, and and myself and my head of performance started piecing together how we could make that work and what kind of what what I guess what we could use with with our programs that we we're giving out. And that was um, quite a simple one at the start was using, um, using Strava app as, as basically a, um, a tool for us to, to not only track what we, what we're giving our, giving our guys to do. Um, unfortunately, because we do have GPS units, but we couldn't, we couldn't give out or can dish out 30 odd GPS units to people. And we needed a place obviously to, to download and analyze the information. So at this stage where, where um we're, we're basically I mean it's not real sort of 
um, groundbreaking kind of science that we're using. It's really just making sure that we're, we're, we're making uh, everyone accountable and they have been. And um, yeah, it's been a really good, we've had a really good, um, I guess a really good reaction from, from implementing the, uh, the Strava system. Everyone can see what each other's doing and it also provides a bit of intercompetition between the labs as well. Yeah. So how, how does that, well, obviously the mentality side of things is going to change quite a bit over the time. And you mentioned then uh, the, the competitive aspects of things. Well, what are, what other competitive measures are you putting in place other than, than using the Strava side of things? Yeah, I think anytime when you're working, I think particularly with athletes, um, they are, they are fed off competition. So any chance that we can get to make something a competition, whether it's an assigned out of the exercise that we give them, if it's a, a say a 5k time trial or a, we, we just try and make it a challenge based focus. We, we know what we want to get out of them within the week. We know what kind of metrics we want to hit. We know we want to do some extensive work. We know we want to do some intensive work as well. But I think around that setting some actual challenges for them to do against each other, um, is, is, a, is a great way of doing it because that's what we'd normally do in the, in the week as well. I mean, everyone that we work with loves to challenge each other, whether that's positionally, whether that's just as a group. Um, yeah, so we, we, we like to not make, obviously, you're not going to make everything seem like it's going to be the be all and end all um, in regards to what you're giving them, but there are sort of, we, we just look at areas in which we can, we can kind of challenge them and, and, and let them go up against each other. Um, to kind of feed that feed that kind of mentality that we know that they already have and they won't they won't lose, but just just to you know, keep that competitive edge, which is kind of ingrained within their uh, within their personalities anyway. And has this helped you in terms of your your developing as a as a coach? Has it made you see areas that that you need to improve on? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the um, one of the things that we can kind of get as, as as strength and conditioning practitioners or whatever you want to call it, I think one one, one thing that we, we often forget sometimes, obviously we have a science to everything we do, but also collectively there's an art form to what we do as well. And I think the important part of that is is to actually, you know, of the art of strength and conditioning is actually thinking on the spot and thinking of, of ways that you can relate with the personnel that you're working with. I think the more inventive you can be from the art form the art form sense. I think we can control the, uh, as long as what we implement is, I guess, evidence-based and we can, we can sort of justify that. I think part of the process of this period in time is, is particularly kind of tapping into sort of more sort of the artistry of what we're, what we're all about um, and what we can, what we can implement, what will make certain individuals tick, what may not work for others. I think a, a key there, and that's the same that goes for. I've worked in private sector. I've worked with general population. It's 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 the key is to 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 work with the people that you're working with and to actually adapt your style or the style or the philosophy that you have to to each individual. And for us at the moment, it's quite it's quite an individual approach we're taking because some individuals are, are very different to each other. I think that's natural, just across all different types of athletes and different disciplines is that you'll always get people that that have that competency to be able to deliver that expectation straight away whereas others you have to use that that feed base uh, that feedback base to be able to yeah. then develop them to actually to, to achieving those outcomes uh, I speak a lot of this uh, I speak a lot about this with with people in 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 semi-professional and all walks of life and I think it's yeah. 
it's always going to be a big thing moving forward now more than ever to be able to get in that feedback because you're not there in person to get it straight away. So the time it takes to receiving that feedback is critical then to moving forward to actually achieving the optimal outcomes. Uh, So with those measures in place now, uh, versus obviously the the face-to-face contact, as you you obviously mentioned, uh, where do you see things moving forward? Yeah, I think part of what we've implemented so far is only as good as some of the feedback that I mean, well, like we just mentioned before some of the feedback that, that we've getting, that we're getting back from them in regards to what we're putting forward. We, we need to be able to review what we're putting forward because these are unprecedented times where we're, we're implementing things that quite effectively we haven't. I mean, you can argue that, yeah, in, in, I guess in my, in my context, in my situation, you're going to have an off season period where you'll then generally kind of develop some of these off season tra- training programs and things like that. But this is an unprecedented situation and we don't know exactly how long it's going to go for. So part of our, our, our intervention is to actually get feedback from them. And we, we put, uh, for instance, a couple of days ago, we put it on a, um, like a questionnaire for them to fill out just based on the last two weeks uh, of a reflection of how they're feeling, not only from, a, from the training stimulus point of view, but also how they're doing psychologically, how, they, how, they're, how they're sort of settling into their family life. You know, we have senior players that have families and we also have younger players that are in their, in their late teens as well. So it's quite a big contrast there and we want to make sure that we're, we're offering as much support for both, you know, both those ends of the spectrum and, and how we can get the most of them. We, 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 I mean, we generally believe that, the more confident and the more comfortable our individuals that we work uh, that we work with, the more comfortable they are at home in their own in their own environment. The better they'll then produce when they when they need to um need to go out and do their and do their bits. So I think part of our process is heavily based on reviewing what they, what we've into what, what what we've um what we've implemented, and then finding ways to then move on from there. I think it's hard to obviously go into a longer term planning period when you don't actually have an end goal or yet I don't have an, an end date in mind um, because at the moment it just keeps on shifting and shifting and shifting back. So we don't tend to, to look too far ahead. We just, we're, at the moment, we're just keen on implementing and then reviewing and then adapting. It's amazing how, how, how people can, how certain situations can de- depict what you do moving forward. Um, we as coaches, we have to think a lot on the spot in terms of, different situations that might arise uh, and we're obviously not prepared for circumstances like this to ever come up um, in our lifetime but obviously we've got to make do and obviously moving forward um, so in, in terms of the the technology let's let's talk more about this because I think it's going to be more critical than ever right now uh, people need to be able to obviously use the right pieces of technology you've mentioned one uh, called Strava uh, that's yep. obviously for your aerobic conditioning training. Would that be right in saying? Or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, it's it's definitely more sensitive to our aerobic or extensive work that we're that we've implemented for them. It also works quite well. We've 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 thrown in a couple of like multi sport activity days as well. And obviously, like with with the app, you can you can select different training modalities, like riding, for instance. So we've had some guys have a couple of rides as well. You know, just changing things up. Um, but yeah, effectively the Strava app is, is very sensitive to obviously the, the total distance and basic kind of metrics. Um, 
one of the limitations, of course, for some of our other work that we do is quite, you know, the other parts of the game are, are relative to, to intensive work, short and sharp sh- you know, shuttles and, and different kind of anaerobic qualities. Um, that's obviously a little bit harder to, um, to monitor because we don't have, well, they don't have the ability to have, no, we don't, we don't have the feedback and the metrics that we get from thousands and thousands of pounds of worth of, uh, of GPS data that we, that we would normally get in a training week. Um, so we found that, having a, an exercise program in itself that's clear for an ind- individual to understand and making sure that they do it at their maximal intensity because we know exactly what our players are like and what they what they like to do and how hard they work so that's the luck i mean the fortunate perspective is that we've had that we've developed that relationship with them throughout the throughout the season and they've developed that work ethic from there um, so in regards to sort of monitoring more of the uh the the kind of the intensive work the, the shorter and sharper stuff that has its difficulties of course but i think when you have a collection of 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 um of programming and, and an understanding with with the athletes that you're working with and a general kind of feedback system whether it's questionnaires or, or just communication with them i don't feel we, or we don't feel that that's that that's much of a much of an issue for us um, just in, in terms of some of the other stuff that we've uh, we've used as well, um, Val Performance have put together like a telehab um, system as well for some of our injured personnel, and just some injury prevention stuff that we've we put together. So obviously, we have we use the Strava app for our um, our aerobic base or our external load variables, but also we use it for um, we we use other we use telehab for instance for our for our resistance training programs, and we have different um, modalities in which we, we put across their strength pro- pro- programming and their injury prevention work that has, well, it just makes it more user friendly for them. And we can put, vi- we can put up videos of obviously exercises in perfect form and they can replicate that with the software. And um, yeah, Val's been very good with, uh, with that sort of innovation and, and um, it's been, it's been very good, particularly for, for some of our rehabbing athletes that are coming back in and it's uh, it's sort of, that the whole process has come at a slightly bad time because we can't use our gym facilities, but we can also use this bit of software to, to try and bridge that gap. Um, and yeah, we, we can just use it for general, general exercises as well, apart from obviously links to, to some YouTube um, channels if, if we need to need to do that as well. So it's yeah. really just kind of a collection between that. Yeah. We're seeing a lot of that um, more so now. Um, we actually use uh, a US-based piece of software uh, in the company, yeah. and I tell you what, it, it works really well. But that is primarily because we're an S&C focus um, yeah. capacity and being able to mobilize people to actually, yeah. whether or not they're there at the beginning or they're at the top level. Um, but obviously, when you're at the top level, you need to be able to have the support mechanisms to, to be able to support the software and support the right people around you. I think I just lost you there for a sec. Oh. You okay? Yeah, sorry, I think I've just lost you there for a sec. Um, so yeah, there's there's obviously a lot happening, and yeah. uh, we we can obviously see where things are going. Um, yeah, I, I think that there's there's a lot to be had for the next couple of weeks and the next coming months, and. I think it's safe to say, look, what, what, what do we need to, to do to be able to keep everyone healthy? Um, because 
I know yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah. What, what, are you, what are you trying to do as much as possible? Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the things, uh, we'll always take a holistic approach to a lot of this. I mean, we're not only looked at, I mean, I've mentioned some of the psychological um, monitoring we've been doing as well, but also, uh, you know, apart from, apart from the, uh, the external work that we placed for them, we're looking at, Nutrition as well. We, we got a we got a club nutritionist who's been having uh, some some one one contact with with a, with the players on you know, FaceTime, WhatsApp modalities, things like that, and make sure that we're definitely ticking many boxes in regards to their overall health moving forward in this current period. Because obviously you can train, but a big portion of of that will will depend upon your diet, and and this is going to be a very challenging period, particularly for I mean, you can say it can have equal challenges for people with with families. It can have people, it can have big challenges for, for like I mentioned before, we got some some youngsters at the club as well that that don't, you know, they may not have a, a you know, their parents to call upon in, in regards to hooking things up. So um, definitely looking at, at that along along the spectrum that we have, and make sure that we're ticking those boxes and making sure that that we can um, that we can offer as much support through this period because, you know, we, we do have, we're, we're fortunate enough to have that at our, at our disposal as well, looking at sort of more of a, a holistic picture that, that looks at nutrition as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, for us, it's really just trying to trying to make sure we're, we're ticking everything off along that kind of holistic continuum, really. If you had to, ending on a, on a, on a positive note then, three yep. things that you would recommend to anyone right now in terms of staying on top of their, their, their health and fitness from a performance capacity? Yeah, I think three things would be definitely find a routine that works for you. Um, finding a routine that works for you is, is for me at this point in time, it's going to be so individualized to suit your needs, you've got to, you've got to find something that works for you. And whether that's you know, trying something different to what you've been normally, but I think whatever now, now is a good period for anyone, whether you're a professional athlete, whether you're a general pop, doesn't matter what, what you do. If you find a, a routine that works for you and it's, it's healthy and it's productive for you, then that's, that's, that's the first key for me. The second one is probably reviewing what you've been doing through whether it's a, a within five minutes of what you've done or whether it's within a week of what you've done. I think part of, part of this process, particularly through the next couple of weeks is, I mean, you can, you can, you can really kind of get a good idea of how your progressions are going just by reviewing what you're doing. And I think just, just making that again ingrained into part of your routine will then help you out a lot. Um, I think on a final note, it's probably worth noting that, whatever you do do, I think it's important to try and find something additional to what, to what you're doing, whether it's a different type of training modality, whether it's, for instance, like I mentioned before, we got guys picking up a bike from the garage that they haven't seen for God knows how long and doing something different. You know, I think I've seen videos online of people being really innovative with like tennis rackets and toilet rolls and all kinds of stuff. You're being active and you're doing something that's different to what you're normally used to i think that's that's part of that's part of life it's adapting to a situation and finding something that works for you so whether that's a different form of training whether it's um you know different uh, it can be 
different types of hit sessions, for instance, individually, or it can be, um, you know, ball racket sports with kids or whatever the case may be. I think now is a time more than ever to try and be as, as innovative as you can and try and pick up some new hobbies as well. And that, that doesn't need, that doesn't necessarily need to be fitness related. It can be, you know, I've had, I've had people approach me about learning different languages and things and like, you know, just different, just different things to try and provide a, a new, a new stimulus for yourself. Mate, that's absolutely awesome. Uh, I think a lot of people can take a lot of positives away from that. Uh, and three, three tips like that, mate, it definitely goes to show that you're, you're not just a coach and uh, yeah. you are human. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Well, at the end of the day, we're working with human beings. So, I mean, everyone, everyone has different things that make them tick and yeah, part of the art of coaching is to, is to find that out and, and adapt what you believe and you know, your systems and processes to the individual or collective individuals that you're working with. I think that's essential for uh, particularly this period in time. Um, but yeah, just other things like that, reviewing what you're doing and finding new things to do along the way. That's absolutely awesome. Um, Joel, thank you very much for, for coming on uh, the podcast today. Uh, really that, appreciate uh, getting your thoughts and, and obviously feedback on on what you're currently experiencing right now um i'm sure people will be sure to reach out to you um via instagram profile um yep. we'll make people aware of this and also uh at the same time stay safe and uh i'm sure we'll see your journey unfold um once things get back up and running again uh in in the coming weeks and months cheers tom appreciate that mate